listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. Thank you all for downloading, streaming, and listening, whether that's for your favorite podcast player or ACB radio. I'm your host, Clark Rockfall, the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And this week, I'm talking with a, a, a voice, anyway, that many ACB members are, are becoming well acquainted with. You'll probably recognize the name as well. Um, he's a new addition to the ACB staff. Um, and I'm talking with Anthony Corona, ACB's Marketing Communications and Strategy Intern. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me on the program. So, Anthony, you are no stranger to ACB members these days. You have several shows on ACB radio. You're involved with several affiliates and community events. Just share with folks a little bit of what you're doing right now. Well, um, you know, I started the internship on Monday. And I'm very excited to be working with ACB. Hopefully that will lead to some amazing and great things, both personally and for the organization. Uh, we have Sunday, I have Sunday edition every Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, that's a news and magazine type show. Some of you have listened to it, I'm sure, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I do Pride Connection with Blind Pride International. Um, a lot of different community calls and stuff and working on identifying and reaching out to various interested parties to promote convention. So that's the big, uh, you know, the big focus for the next two weeks or so. Uh, and I'm guessing this is not your first rodeo in the communication space, is it? Uh, no, no. So my history, I've worked a lot of different jobs, but um, for the last 10 years before I lost my eyesight, I was working with the Associated Press. Uh, my last title was the Managing East Coast Entertainment Editor. Um, I do a bi-weekly soap opera podcast and do a lot of various soap opera interviewing for some of the magazines and their podcasts. And I love to, to write and interview people. So, you know, I've been all over the map with that. Tell us a little bit more about these soap opera podcasts. The Soap Opera Podcast is Take the Number Two Radio. Uh, you can do that all of your podcast catchers. Uh, it originates out of Blogspot. And uh, we have some, you know, amazing conversations. Uh, we've interviewed everyone from Susan Lucci to Jeannie Francis of Luke and Laura. Of course, we could never get Luke and we'd love to have him. Uh, you know, we get a lot of behind the scenes information and, and of course, you know, it's a two hour podcast. So we also recap what's going on and who's coming and going, and how many people have come back from the dead each week. <laughs> it's a great fun podcast. I've been doing it for six years and I absolutely love it. That's great. And thank you so much for sharing a lot of your background in the, the communication space. Uh, but this is an advocacy update podcast, and you're a fairly active advocate as well. Yes, I am. I, uh, as I said before, I'm I'm working 
with Blind Pride International. Um, I am the acting secretary and hopefully will be voted in full this year. We actually do get to hold elections. Our constitution is okay with that. Uh, you know, I started my advocacy early. Uh, as you know, I'm an out and proud gay man. And uh, I did a lot of work in New York City with the Gay Men's Health Crisis and the Stonewall Foundation. And, um, you know, I do a lot of also, uh, I do a lot of advocacy around autism, both for research and for um, family support initiatives. That brings up an interesting point about the the intersectionality of uh, disability, as well as, you know, sexuality. Um, we're seeing it now with race as well. We've seen it before and um, certainly still see, see it and hear about it with gender. Um, geez, where, where to begin? So you've been involved with uh, BPI and this year we're recognizing the, the 20th year that BPI has been an ACB affiliate. Uh, June is also Pride Month, so there's some special programming related to BPI uh, here this month as well as at the convention, correct? Yeah, so we are the only special, we are the only organization out there for the intersectionality of uh, vision and and sexuality. Um, the movement itself, the Pride movement, of course, started with Stonewall, and that's why it's recognized. That's why June is recognized as Pride Month. So with no actual pride parades and celebrations being able to, to commence to, because of COVID, BPI wanted to put together some programming. So there's a great music package uh, that'll be on ACB, uh, ACB Radio Cafe. And we're doing every Tuesday night a pride-centered, pride month-centered pride connection. And we'll do a special two-night event at the end of the month. And at convention, of course, we're celebrating 20 years of, of BPI, and we're really, really excited. Um, we've always gotten great support from ACB, and in the larger sense, we partner with a lot of other intersectionalities, uh, especially with race right now. BPI is, is helping to spearhead the storytelling corp that ACB would like to put together and, and archive, et cetera, et cetera. That's great. It's so important to tell those and share those stories. Uh, and you guys always have some uh, some fun events at the at the convention. Uh, you know, in years past, there's always been wine tastings. This year, I've seen on the agenda a virtual wine uh, event. So definitely looking forward to that. Folks who are interested to learn more about the ACB conference and convention in the virtual format this year can go to acbconvention.org. Uh, registration is now open and if they want to inquire about anything bpi related they can email membership at blindlgbtpride.org with your autism advocacy as well um, you touch on the the nature of multiple disabilities and the work that um, acb and members and affiliates do with the cross disability community uh, we certainly see that in the the work we do um, in the sensory disability space with um, folks who are uh, deafblind and the sight and sound impaired um, committee within ACB. Uh, what was the connection for you with autism? 
it started for me, someone that I was very close with in high school. Her mother was a speech pathologist and worked for a school called the Brooklyn School for Special Children, which centered around autism. And uh, we used to work in the summers as program assistants. And I just, I, I just fell in love with the kids. And, you know, I later, my study was recreational therapy. I wanted to go into a cross section of sports medicine and autism research and ABA behavioral stuff. So, you know, it's always been a cause that's dear to my heart. And I think with the 60s and 70s civil rights movements and actions, you know, showed us is that we're, we're not islands. You know, we can't, we can't move forward without joining up and reaching out to the other underserved communities and sharing our plights and sharing our struggles and sharing the asks that we're asking for, which a lot of them shouldn't have to be asks. They're, you know, they're, pieces of every community that we all share. You know, it's like prick us, we all bleed red. And so when, when we band together and we, and we organize our voices, it's much easier to be heard. Absolutely. Uh, there's a, a quote, and I apologize if I um, recite the quote incorrectly, but I believe it was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. that injustice anywhere is a barrier to justice everywhere. Um, and that's certainly something we see in terms of uh, race, gender, sexuality, disability, different forms and types of disabilities. Uh, if it's permissible to exclude one group of people, then it's permissible to exclude uh, more or all groups of different people. Uh, and that's why advocacy work is so important. And not only making sure our voices are heard, uh, but Anthony, I think last week I saw a post of yours on Facebook that it's one thing to, to raise our voices, but all of this will basically be rendered mute if people don't vote in the fall. Absolutely. I'm passionate about voting and about the census every number counts both for you know distribution of funding program management and of course for fair voting rights um i have three things that i'm really passionate about putting out there as much as possible the first being if you're using your voice on social media or protesting or all the various ways of raising your voice that should also be accompanied with a phone call or an email or even a snail mail letter to your representatives. If your voice is strong enough to put out to the masses, then it, be, it should be strong enough to, to go to our leadership. The second thing I'm really passionate about is, you know, based upon what's been going on in the world recently, you can't sit at the table and have a conversation if you burn the table down. And effective messaging is always you know, something that I think a lot of movements struggle with. Where is the fine line of, of having a conversation or ranting, raving, and arguing? Um, and the third, of course, is if we don't put our voice out there, it's not counted. ACB here in 2020 is a, a partner organization for the US Census. 
there is a community call held back in March or so, and the census is still ongoing. Uh, as of last week, just barely over 60% of US households had completed the 2020 census. Uh, and as Anthony said, the census determines how congressional districts are drawn, how federal dollars are allocated. Uh, so this is really important for folks to uh, make sure that you're counted, whether that's by filling out the paper application that was mailed to your door, calling uh, the Census Bureau and completing the census over the phone, or going to uh, 2020census.gov. Uh, and whether you're doing it by phone or via the internet, um, you don't even need the 12-digit uh, identification code that was mailed to you. All you need is your, your home address and your name, uh, a couple more pieces of information just for you and the other folks in the house that call that household your permanent uh, or permanent or residence the majority of the time. So we really want to push that here as we get into the summer to make sure that folks are counted by August. Um, and then voting. Geez, there's so much work going on right now as election districts and states change how they're administering the elections for primaries due to COVID-19, uh, making expansions to vote by mail with paper ballots. We all wanna make sure that that's accessible and we need to communicate that to our state and local governments as well as our policymakers in Washington, DC. So that again, our, we can be counted and our voices may be heard. Um, and Anthony, another thing that you touched on was you know, effective communication. And that's something that you'll be helping ACB with here going forward. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about the, the StoryCorps type program or initiative that you're helping to pull together. Can you share a little bit more information about that with our listeners? Absolutely. Um, I'm working with Tony Stevens, who you all know. Um, BPI was working on an initiative based upon, you know, feedback that we were getting from our community calls and people reaching out through their website, et cetera. And it just so happened that ACB National was also trying to come up with an idea of how to streamline effective communication, how to um, train some of our members to be able to advocate later on using storytelling and to create an archive with member stories. Both it started with the COVID-19 and the response and the non-response in our community. But you know, along the lines, we wanted to open it up later on for other areas, but because of what's happening the last couple of weeks, we decided to pull that focus back to include what's going on in the communities and to gather up as many stories as we can. On June 13th, we are holding a storytelling boot camp. There'll be lots of messaging out there for you guys to take a look at. But if you have a story that you want to tell, you can submit it now. My ACB email address is a corona, like the beer, not the virus, at acb.org. A corona at acb.org. You can submit a voice note or a written submission. And then we'll help you critique it. And then at the boot camp, there'll be some homework, but we'll be talking a lot about effective messaging. Myself, Gabriel Lopez Cafati, 
Leah Gardner and Tony Stevens will be running that along with Debbie Grubb from Florida, who is an amazing, effective advocacy leader who's um, going to add her voice to help us. Uh, folks, if you want to share your stories with Anthony or just welcome, welcome him to ACB, uh, again, that was acorona at acb.org. And Anthony, what was the date again for the ACB slash BPI storytelling event? That will be June 13th. We'll be sure to include that in the message, uh, the liner notes with this podcast. And we've already talked about convention a little bit here, uh, but it's the biggest thing coming up. It's the biggest part of the ACB yearly calendar. Uh, so it, it's just fitting that we talk a little bit more about convention. As everyone knows, this year we're going virtual. What's something that you're going to miss from the in-person conference and convention as we go to this virtual platform? Wow. So I probably shouldn't say this over the air, but I think I will miss the end of day happy hour cocktail. Um, I will most definitely miss going out to dinner and and just being able to handshake, hug, um, watch I have a, a guide dog. Watch my guide dog interact with the other dogs. Um, the personal touch. The personal touch. I think so. I think if we asked everyone in ACB that question, their answer would be similar. The, the community, the fellowship, um, <laughs> the laughs, the drinks, the camaraderie. As we are pulling together this virtual conference and convention, uh, this is going to open new doors and new opportunities. So we're certainly excited for that as well. Many people who have been unable to attend the in-person conference. They'll have more avenues and methods to listen and uh, participate and be part of the conversations, whether that's over the Zoom webinar, ACB radio, Facebook Live, YouTube. So it, uh, in that vein, Anthony, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to about this new virtual conference and convention? Well, I'm running two sessions for Blind Pride International, so I'm definitely uh, excited about that. I I'm excited about the opportunity that this that this places in a larger sense. You know, going to a convention and and everybody said this already. It costs money. You have to take off time from work. If you have childcare things, you have to put together. It's a big commitment to you know to fly somewhere in the country and stay for five or seven days. So the fact that you know it's going to be accessible to just about everybody you know, makes me gloriously happy. But in the grander scale, I also think that it's a, the greatest opportunity we're ever going to have to to put our messaging out there, to open our arms to members of our community and allies of our community who are not necessarily blind or low vision um, to come and, and experience the ACB family. I love the ACB family kind of tagline. And, you know, we want to we want to enfold everyone out there who doesn't feel like they have a home related to related to their their disability and or community. So I, I really think this is the best opportunity we're ever going to have for that kind of messaging and to highlight everything. And we've got we've got so many BPI, of course, is is a great example of so many different special interests and intersectionalities that you might not have known if you didn't really pay much attention to ACB before. And since we're all kind of stuck still in this limbo state, 
I think we're going to get an amazing amount of traffic and we can use that to generate membership for a long time to come. I, I think you're right. And going forward, uh, I certainly hope that we're in a position next year where there's an in-person conference and convention. But at the same time, I think that there will be a, a virtual component to amplify the, the message and the involvement and engagement of every in-person conference and convention going forward. And if you don't mind me saying, I think for the time and space that we're living in right now, it's also going to be an amazing message that we put this together eight days, 12 hours a day of exciting, engaging, uh, room for participation programming. And we did it. And we did it well. I think when we walk away from this and that messaging comes out, I know a lot of people bristle at the idea of, oh, we're not inspirational and we're not doing anything that anyone else can't do. Well, they're absolutely right. But you know what? We definitely did something that nobody else did yet. And we did it really well. And I'm really, I'm really hoping, praying, but I'm positive deep in my soul that that's what the takeaway is going to be when we when we're looking back at convention two months from now five months from now and setting up for next year's convention just like you previously stated in the advocacy space uh, you know we just want a seat at the table same as everyone else we want our voices to be heard um, and weighted equally same as everyone else that applies with technology and accessible technology we, we want the ability yep. to hold events like this. We want the ability to receive a free, appropriate public education, as well as fair and equal employment and accessible technology uh, assist us all in that space. You know, it doesn't put a barrier in our way. And just look what we can do when technology is made accessible. And the convention is going to highlight all of those areas and the the tools that we'll be able to take from convention this year to use in advocacy for all of those areas are going to be invaluable the seminars that we're holding the personal stories that people will be telling the access and just the scale of what i have to say it again eight days 12 hours of programming the scale of that is going to be amazing and it's going to be huge going forward for advocacy purposes uh, I just have a huge smile on my face right now because when you when you put it like that, eight days, 12 hours a day, we've got some folks with, especially ACB radio, um, the folks that Cindy Van Winkle's training up with the community calls each week, um, folks who are kicking butt and taking names to make yep. this happen and to pull this off flawlessly. So a big shout out again to our ACB radio folks as well as Cindy Van Winkle and the work that uh, you and your group are doing with the, the community calls and all of that prep work and training is going to make for one heck of an awesome virtual conference and convention. Anthony, thank you so much for the conversation here today. Any uh, final points that you'd like to make before we sign off? Um, yeah, register for the convention. It, it definitely needs every single one of our support register to vote if you are not registered and complete the census 
and come and see BPI <laughs> at the convention. Well, Anthony, I hope to uh, cross paths with you at one of those BPI wine tastings at the virtual conference and convention this year. Thank you so much for sharing your personal background as well as the professional work you'll be doing going forward uh, here with us at ACB and welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been All great. Right. All right, folks. And as Anthony said, uh, you can find out more about the ACB conference and convention at acbconvention.org. And we'll certainly share information about uh, the BPI affiliate and even links to community events and other events coming up uh, leading up to the virtual conference and convention here throughout the month of June. So thanks again for tuning in to the ACB advocacy update. And as we always say, keep advocating. Happy Pride Month. listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org.